What is thy bidding, my master? Star Wars fans and move milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 107 of Blast Points. It's Jason. And it's Gabe. We are going to be talking about one of the weirdest moments in Star Wars ever. I think we've said that in about 45 episodes so far. (laughs) But we keep finding more. (laughs) But this one, it takes the cake in weirdness. It's definitely a different take on the Star Wars universe. (laughs) <laughs> it's the it's the Star Wars VCR game from 1996. We're going to be talking about the whole thing. One of the most bizarre things that ever happened that was called Star Wars. But first, it's Solo Mania out there. Han Solo. 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 People are going crazy for Solo, just waiting for Solo stuff to show up. <laughs> Say your prayers and eat your vitamins, because Solo Mania is running wild. Yeah. And it's so crazy, because it's it's not like we didn't just have a heap and helping of Star Wars, but people are so crazy for more Star Wars. We need what's next. We need what's new. We need Solo. Anything people can get. Anything. People aren't even done being mad about Last Jedi. <laughs> They're ready to get mad about some more Star Wars. But what did we get? We got the official synopsis, which we could have wrote two years ago. 
<laughs> it's like if somebody woke you up in the middle of the night and asked you if they ever made a movie about young Han Solo, what would it be about? And here it is. Board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story. An all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapades deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters the notorious gambler Lando Calrissian in a journey that will set the course for one of the Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. And it's still coming out May 25th. <laughs> yeah. So there's the criminal underworld with pikes. And hopefully skizors. Hopefully a Jabba. I hope there's a Jabba. There's got to be a Jabba. A Jabba and, and Stinky team up. Stinky should be full grown by the time of Solo, a Star Wars story. Maybe Han's got to do work for Stinky to get respect to work his way up to Jabba. I mean, if we're talking about the criminal underworld in the Star Wars movie, you got to be talking about huts. Yeah. Maybe we'll get the whole, like, uh, council of huts, like the hut with the monocle and the the uh, cigar-smoking hut, all the ones from Clone Wars. <laughs> they were all killed. Were they? Weren't they? Oh, yeah, you're right. Darth, I think Darth Maul killed a lot of them. You're right. There'd be a new hut council. Yeah. With new weird huts wearing top hats. Cyborg huts. A hut wearing a t-shirt. Uh, maybe there's a the illegitimate child of Zero and Sice Noodles. Some sort of hut hybrid <laughs> that sings with little, little lips. <laughs> you. Yeah, where's we need a hut? A hut musical number. <laughs> yeah, a singing hut. Let's hope that Han goes into some hut chamber and there's like, you know, I don't want to see the Max Rebo band again, but another cool band. Because that's one thing with Last Jedi in the visual dictionary. There was a band there. But I've never seen that band on screen. They're in the movie. I saw them. <gasps> They're in the corner of one of the shots. You can see them really briefly. Oh, I think so. Or I was hallucinating, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that they were there for real. I did. I did wake up in a different seat at the end of that screening. <laughs> <laughs> in a different theater. But no, I think it's there. So next time you go see uh, Last Jedi, keep your eagle eyes out for them. I think they're there. Well, there should be a hut band, and there should be a lot of huts in Solo. And what it's, they say he definitely meets his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca. And hopefully Chewbacca is with his family and friends. Maybe there's a Wookiee picnic. So you can never see Chewbacca eat enough. We've only gotten two movies of Chewbacca eating, right? Return of the Jedi, he almost eat. I guess we never see him eat. We always see him try to eat, right? Because he almost got to eat in Jedi, and then he almost got to eat. In uh, Last Jedi. So movies with Jedi in the title, Chewbacca almost gets to eat. <laughs> That's the rule. <laughs> yeah. He's always thinking with his stomach, you know? And of course, Lando. Yeah, and Lando. I can't wait for Don Glover as Lando. Yellow shirt, suspenders. And Woody Harrelson as Woody Harrelson. I mean, is the level of craziness for Solo, is it like we were talking about, what was it, last week, that... 
it comes out in a matter of months and and we really don't know very much of anything about it except for that vague synopsis now and some v- vague Lego pictures. Well, maybe Disney's doing a test this time. Like, do we even need to promote these movies anymore? Because people will just go see it and complain no matter what they do. So there's here's a poster with words on it. And <laughs> if you show up at the theater on May 25th, you can see something. How about that new Rebels trailer? Yeah, I was surprised we finally, I mean, I guess we knew it was coming that Rebels was ending and there was more Rebels, but we finally got the trailer and I think it's got me excited for the second half of season four. You know, we have been tough on Rebels sometime, sometimes in the past. We've, we've been kind of tough. Well, this last season has been tough on us, and we've been tough on Rebels back. When Rebels is good, it's really, really good. And it, I, I had like kind of forgotten that for a little while. Like before this preview came out, I was kind of, kind of like, eh, "Who cares when Rebels coming back?" Yeah, just hurry up and finish Rebels so we can get some new stuff. Let's get this over with. I want to see Young Han Solo. I want to see a red po- protocol droid. Come on. You know, but then, you know, you see this preview and it's kind of like, oh, yeah, Rebels can be really awesome. I forgot. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like there's some cool stuff left to go. And it's maybe tying in with Clone Wars still, which is always a cool thing. So what do we have? Like the first half of the trailers, kind of the the recap thing. I've learned so much about life. About being a good person. If not for you guys, I'd be back on the fall just waiting to be rescued like everyone else. Ezra, you have never been like everyone else. What exactly am I looking for? Nothing and everything. That doesn't help. Trust yourself. Trust the Force. I could see what they were thinking. You must have established a deep connection with them. The Force is trying to tell you something. Listen to it. We have hope. Hope that things can get better. And they will. Is it wrong for me to protect my friends? How did I choose to win? The question is... We are rebels. Fighting for the people. It won't be easy. We can't back down just because we're afraid. That's when we need to stand the tallest. Your voice started something. That something has grown bigger than I ever imagined. Gabe, did you see that the, the, what I think it was in Entertainment Weekly? It said we're only getting two hour-long episodes followed by a 90-minute finale. No, I didn't see that. So they basically they combined the last... Because what do we think? There were six episodes roughly left. So we're just going to get. Wow. Okay. Two hour long episodes and then like basically like a little Rebels movie. If you're going to go out, that's the way to go. It's kind of like, all right, I guess that's it. (laughs) 
we're basically getting a, a last jedi equivalent of rebels with two and a half hours left right <laughs> pretty much sign me up so when things kind of finally kick in one of the first things you see that i was just like oh man that's awesome looks like wolf and gregor are back we can do this together let's go get hera you're in terrible trouble we get to see Kanan, I think, cutting his hair with a, a rock or something. That's, he's getting getting down to business. Oh, no, maybe it's actually a knife. But, yeah, we get the crazy Kanan haircut. It'd be great if Kanan, like, finally got his sight back or saw himself in the force. And he was just like, oh, man, this ponytail look I've been rocking. Why didn't anybody tell me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it felt so cool. But now that I can see it. <laughs> I, I look like Seagal. <laughs> Except not as cool. <laughs> I look too fit for Seagal. Doesn't work on me. <laughs> I'm not wearing yellow sunglasses or something. Well, they didn't show everything in the trailer. There's still a chance for Kanan to get yellow sunglasses. He's one step away from going full Steven Seagal. Maybe that's when they decided, okay, season four, we got to stop because Kanan's turning into Steven Seagal. <laughs> Maybe if there was a part with Kanan running with his arms Doing that Seagal run. There's there's two and a half hours left. You can do a lot of stuff in two and a half hours. Steven Seagal. I know this guy better than anybody else. I know the neighborhood better than anybody else. Out for justice. I'm going to keep coming back until somebody remembers seeing Richie. So what, what else is in the preview? Well, we get Kanan uh, cutting a hole in the floor with his lightsaber. Hurting some stormtroopers. Then we get to the weird, the real wild stuff with Ezra dressed as a biker scout. I don't know where he is in the force talking to the owl thing. Hey, I've seen you before. That was like the animal form of the daughter. But then we saw that owl at the end of the Vader Ahsoka fight, right? And then Dave Dave Filoni put out all those... uh, the trading card app cards of like Ahsoka walking with the owl and all that stuff. Yeah, we're getting some dig deep force stuff coming with Ezra. What we get a good shot of haircut Kanan. He's full Freddie Prince Jr. I have to tell you something. I hate your hair. <laughs> I read somebody online talking about how he looks like the uh, Caleb Doom from the uh, the Marvel Kanan series. Oh, I guess I could see it. So he's going back to his uh, his look when he was before he turned into Kanan. When yeah, when he was just Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, when he was just Caleb. Yeah, he's getting ready to ask Rachel Lee Cook to the to the prom for the uh, the ultimate Rebels. She's all that crossover we've all been waiting for. Maybe maybe if if Kanan does meet his demise, like as as he's dying, he hallucinates that he's at a a dance with Rachel Lee Cook and. Everyone will be happy. <laughs> Everyone breaks out in synchronized dancing. Yeah. Darth Vader comes down standing on a TIE fighter, and then Rachel Lee Cook comes down standing on an X-Wing next to Vader, and they both ask him to dance, and he has to choose. <laughs> you must choose. Yeah, 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 earthquakes. Right about now, we're going to do that dance I taught you, and I know you've been practicing. All right, show me now. What what else is going on? We got lots of wolf action, and then we get uh, we get the the little quick shot of 
Rex as Van Zant in his uh, Endor armor. So that really happened. That's for real now. Bunch of shots of Rick. How do you say it? Rick. Rick. Rook. Oh, Rook. A bunch of him twirling and yeah, <laughs> dancing and twirling and spinning. Kicking somebody in the head or something. Our favorite uh, British death troopers look like they're back. Get those rebels. Hello. Cheerio. Death trooper here. R.I.P. OG death troopers. All right. So we get some some serious matrix matrix action here with uh, Ezra stopping glass with the force. Uh, a little bit of Palpatine coming out of some blue fire. Should be definitely noted. Palpatine voiced by the one and only Ian McDermott. He's back. It's a preacher, mine at last. So, yeah, it's been nice that Rebels has been calling out all the stops to get the voice actors. We got James Earl Jones back. We got Frank Oz back. And now we got Ian McDermott back. Yeah. He sounds great. Ezra hanging out with his wolf buds. Did you notice there's one part in there where it's like a big group rebel shot and you can see Hondo, but it looks like they got uh, Irina Spalco, Stalin's fair haired girl. They've got her in like handcuffs. Looks like the rebels caught Spalco. Oh, you're right. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And handsome. Uh, what's his name now? Beautiful. Hot Callus. Hot Callus. <laughs> Beautiful Callus, yeah. So there, he's there, yeah. Spalco's there in uh, handcuffs. I really hope Spalco, at some time in these handful of episodes we have left, just says, "I want to know. I want to know. I want to tell me." It's gonna happen. She's gonna try to follow Ezra into the the Force universe, and it's just gonna make her explode. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. Tell me. I'm ready. I want to know. So the the one shot that's got a lot of people bugging out is it looks like Ezra is before some sort of giant mural with the Mortis family is there and like it lights up. Going digging deep on Clone Wars there. It does look like too he's wearing the biker scout outfit with the helmet on so i wonder if that's before he ends up in the uh the space void talking to the owl that's like the door or something but we're going back to mortis stuff late more late night george lucas phone calls to dave filoni probably i haven't slept in three weeks i've been thinking about an idea you gotta you gotta send that that kid back to mortis the kid with the floppy hair <laughs> two words for you more mortis not more off well you can put more off in there too but more off and mortis and more about more of all of it or or even mortis is what i say we need even mortis <laughs> I was really looking at that Mortis mural thing, and I could be reaching here, but do you have your Art of the Last Jedi book near you? I always keep it near me. It's in my pocket right now. My my back's been really uh, hurting, but I got to keep it in my pocket. Yeah, let me grab it. So open it up to page 63, and that's the page with all the illustrations of the inside of the sacred Jedi text. And look at the picture. In the bottom left corner, flip that upside down and then look at the mortise mural. Am I reaching here? Am I reaching too far? Well, we got circles. 
There's definitely a lot of circles. But no, but some of the lettering and stuff looks similar, too. A lot of circles. The three circles kind of in a triangle shape kind of reminded me of whatever the heck is going on in this mortis mural. Well, and some of those symbols get carried over into uh, when Ezra's kind of walking around in the void, in the space void, too. There's also a a cool, there's just a snake floating in the sky. I saw that, too. Wonder what that means. Maybe it's a reference to Kylo Ren. Doesn't Ray call him a snake? Treacherous snake. I think so. You snake with long, greasy hair. Yeah. You're right. I am a snake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then he swallows an egg whole. It ends, you see Ezra with a lightsaber, and he says, like, I know what I have to do. One last lesson. And he's got the big wolf behind him. I know what we have to do now. One last lesson. Yeah, what's up with that? Well, and it looks like he's talking to Palpatine's hologram somewhere. What does that mean? Maybe he has a his force power is he can defeat holograms. Uh oh. <laughs> Somebody somewhere is gonna start writing something on the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I think uh I think this looks great. I'm you know, my excitement for Rebels is back. Yeah, they got me pumped up. Uh we gotta wait till what Monday, February nineteenth at nine PM, so at least it's not starting at two in the morning or whenever they used to <laughs> Whenever they used to premiere. So it's going to be a good one, I think. It's kind of awesome. It's happening so fast, but it's also kind of like, wow, this, these episodes look real juicy. So kind of like to spread it out a little bit, but whatever. We got a lot more Star Wars coming up. So yeah. And we got something good to hold people over uh, before Solo, at least a couple weeks. <laughs> something else to think about. Vanessa Marshall, I play Harrison Dulan, Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Blast Points with Jason and Gabe. May the Force be with you always. Gabe, have you ever played in your life a VCR board game? I never have, and I think it was because I, I thought about it too much. And I was like, once I play it once, I'm going to have seen everything. So I think I outsmarted myself and never let myself go to the fun of a VHS board game. Did you ever get one? Well, you know what's funny? I've watched a lot of the tapes, but I've never actually played a game. But I remember seeing the Star Wars one 
like in the heyday of the mid nineties, like at Toys R Us, I remember seeing it on the shelf. And I think there was an article like in an old Star Wars Insider about this game. And then I remember I like I remember seeing it and be like, that's the game with like new Vader footage. I should get that. But then it was just like, well, do I get that? Or do I get like this action fleet of an A-wing? Action fleet would always win. Or a a nine-numb head that you open up and it has an X-wing hangar bay inside of it or something. That's always going to win. Because I kept thinking about like how how neither of us bought this. But it is. I was thinking it is kind of strange that some of the excitement of more Vader on VHS kind of maybe got overshadowed by knowing there were special editions coming out and there was just the VHS release of the pre-special edition version, right? Wasn't that out not too long before that? Yeah, it was like the year before with the the black half-face boxes, yeah. Only originals before they're gone or whatever. They, They say something like that. The original Star Wars trilogy on video. One last time. So the VCR board game, it came out right around the height of VHS mania, like when Blockbuster was huge. And it really started in 1991 when two Australian game designers named Brett Clemens and Phil Tanner released a game called Nightmare, which in other countries was called Atmosphere, which... That's the tape I've watched the most. Like, we used to just put in the atmosphere tape and just watch it. Basically, all it was was like every once in a while, this guy with long hair and a hood over his head or something would come up and just yell like insults at you. You want to play the game? My game. The gatekeeper! You must answer. Yes, my gatekeeper! Which it made for a fantastic, surreal, bizarre, just VHS tape watching experience. Never played the game in my life. (laughs) But the game was a huge hit. And it kind of set the course for all future VHS board games. Now, they later put out like all these expansions. There was like Nightmare 2 and 3 with different people yelling at you. But the game sold 2 million games in two years and spawned all kinds of games that basically copied the exact same formula of nightmare slash atmosphere. There was a, like a TSR did a dragon strike VCR game. There was a Wayne's world VCR game. There was a a star Trek next generation one. There was like kids shoots and ladders and like really bizarre, like mother goose VCR board games with like puppets and stuff like it it got weird while watching the uh darth vader one i got distracted by uh there's some series called toby terrier i don't know if you saw any of those and it's basically all these dog puppets i don't know what it has to do with a vcr board game but there's like five videos of these dog puppets and they're like singing and dancing and going on adventures so uh, it's not Star Wars, but it's worth checking out. It moved be it would need us to say it moved pretty far away from atmosphere. And also as time went on, 
kind of like kids kind of stopped playing board games a lot. Kids like were playing video games a whole lot more. Like the video game thing kept growing and growing and growing. And board games kind of moved to more adult games. The whole kids board game thing kind of started to die out. They tried again with a DVD version of Nightmare, but it didn't really catch on. It's kind of weird that they didn't catch on as DVDs because DVD fixed the problem with VHS games where it could actually be random every time and you could skip right to the chapter you needed based on a card that you got or anything like it's kind of funny that people were willing to buy these in their inferior form on VHS and then just it never caught on as far as DVDs. By the time people had DVDs, they're watching things in widescreen and they're like they're playing Dra- Dragon's Lair on their DVD player. <laughs> Which <laughs> I have. I know. I had no time for, for board games and you can play Dragon's Lair. So specifically the 1996 Star Wars, the interactive board game Assault on the Death Star, which has the longest title ever, like all weird corners of Star Wars history, has kind of a fascinating backstory. It was, it was put out by Parker Brothers, and it claimed to use original sets from the Star Wars movie, which I don't know. That's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> but it does have David Prowse back as Darth Vader, which is totally controversial because i don't at this time was he like blacklisted from lucasfilm yet i don't know when did that start i have no idea i want to say that was later well i mean this maybe this was like uh they knew they would never let him do anything real star wars again so they gave him this as like a consolation it's some of his best acting ever i will say (laughs) maybe this is what caused him from being blacklisted from lucasfilm yeah we'll get more into it but there's some incredible nuanced acting from uh, David Prowse in this this video. He gives it his all. But needless to say, this is the final David Prowse performance as Darth Vader. The real Darth Vader. The, yeah, David Prowse, the real Darth Vader. <laughs> you got James Earl Jones back as the voice of Vader. And you got original director of photography from A New Hope, Gilbert Taylor, back shooting this thing. That part kind of blew my mind. Because do you think they shot this on film and they transferred it to VHS? Or did they just give him a camcorder? Yeah, I think they got a camcorder at Radio Shack in 1996. (laughs) I wonder how much of this is... Lucasfilm approved because did they get like you know a prestigious director of photography and just give him a Radio Shack camcorder and like just go to town? We're making the special editions and we're prepping the prequels, so here's a hundred bucks and get the best camera you can for it. <laughs> it's like Lucasfilm had to have been slightly in- involved because I mean it kind of looks like it's a it's a real Vader suit and you know there's stormtroopers and everything looks legit. Kind of as legit as it can for a shot on VHS, possibly 1996 board game VHS thing. But the thing I kept thinking about is if if they did actually shoot it on film and transfer it, is there like a film version somewhere in the archives of this? Like a crystal clear film version? (laughs) Oh, let's hope so. When we're 80 years old and we get the real box set with all the good stuff. So the basic plot is that the Rebel Alliance has tried to blow up the Death Star 2 at some time before Return of the Jedi. Palpatine tells Vader to take it to Endor for it to be completed. Which I started thinking about in Return of the Jedi. Do they already know that the Death Star 2 exists? 
Uh, well, Mon Mothma does. Yeah, because the Bothans stole the plans for the Death Star, so they already know. Yeah, so it kind of, I guess, makes sense, right, that maybe after they steal the plans and figure out there's another Death Star, that's when the Emperor has him move it, and he sets his whole plan in motion for Return of the Jedi. So Vader learns of a rebel supply base on the planet Dorinda Four. And he's headed there to blow it up. The Rebel Alliance hears about this, and as they do, they put together a strike team of Force-sensitive Rebels to sneak onto the Death Star. Because, you know, <laughs> it's like an episode of Rebels, basically. They, they go on the Death Star. The, the plan is to blow up the Death Star from within. And it's like, ah, the good old days of the 90s. They're fast and loose with cannon. Nobody cared. Oh, something like this came out today. Hey, it had footage from the movie in it. It led to the canonization at the time of several characters where the Wizards of the Coast Star Wars role-playing game wrote, a, there was a series of stories called the Dark Forces Saga, which is kind of connected to the Dark Forces game where they used elements from this VCR tape and brought in Kyle Katarn and Shira Bree from the Marvel comics. And then a couple other guys, Corwin Chevlet and Erling Treadway <laughs> from other role-playing games. You know, <laughs> they tried to make it make sense. And they said those were the four sensitive rebels that are on sneaking around on the Death Star. Like I was saying, the good old days. <laughs> the wild times before the Empire. It wasn't really a more civilized time, but there's a lot more scum and villainy. So here's something crazy. I just found a picture on the internet of them filming it, and they're filming it on a big old giant film camera. Oh my goodness. Unless this was just a like publicity still to trick people. This may exist on film somewhere. Well, I hope it does, because, you know, the real highlight of all of this game is the tape, is the footage. Because if you watch the footage, which we, as we do with all this stuff, we'll post it on our Facebook page so you can watch it. But if you just watch it without playing the game, it plays like the most bizarre Star Wars art film Ever made. Yeah, because as weird as the live action stuff was in Rebel Assault 2, that was kind of coherent and had a story. And this is like, yeah, just really loose and freeform if you're trying to put together some sort of uh, narrative to it. Just Vader yelling at you. It's the ultimate Star Wars tone poem. We George Lucas watched it and he said it was beautifully made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's let's get into it. This tape consists of about 40 little segments that some run about a minute, some run just seconds. We're going to talk about as many of them as we can. As we go through this bizarre art film, Star Wars, the interactive board game, Assault on the Death Star. Is it Assault on the Death Star 2 or just Assault on the Death Star? I believe it's just Assault on the Death Star. I don't want to get too specific, you know. If there's one place you need to get specific, it's when you talk about Death Stars. So it opens up with the crawl, which is the longest, craziest crawl of all time. That's one thing part of me misses, but I really don't miss, which was just all the nonsense crawls that we used to get for anything Star Wars related. That it was like, oh, it's got to have a crawl, but no one like did any sort of research on like what the format of a crawl is supposed to be. And it doesn't even like go into... The distance the right way. I guess if it did, you wouldn't be able to read it because it's uh, 
it's four three aspect ratio. But so right away, Vader's walking through this hallway in the Death Star, which is pretty much all we ever see, just a hallway. And Vader's taking control. In in this bizarre art film, we get a peek into Vader's private life. <laughs> he spends a lot of time on the phone, answering the phone, calling admirals on the phone, pacing up and down hallways. Talking to himself. <laughs> talking to himself a lot, right? Occasionally stormtroopers come by and he has to pretend like he's talking to them. Vader is a very troubled person. I don't think he's quite right mentally. Well, we know that. <laughs> but it is it is almost like you're watching the uh, Darth Vader reality show where there's like Darth Vader, the film star. And then this is just him like on the weekends. After hours, Vader. Yeah. Well, his first segment contains one of my favorite parts where he's he's vowing to get revenge on the rebels or whatever. And he's he's talking about uh, Palpatine. I shall not fail, my dark master. I shall blast the rebels' supply base and the entire planet with the eternal void. I sense a disturbance in the Force. Where? And this this is a brilliant David Prowse acting moment, right? They're all brilliant David Prowse acting moments. It's almost like it's in sign language. There's so much, so much hand gesturing going on. He's got both of his fists up. <laughs> He's talking to his good buddy Palpatine. And then it's, it's the next thing when the uh, the admiral calls him. I think yeah, I think the next thing is Vader discovers that there's another presence on the Death Star. Who challenges me? What are your names, Rebels? Speak. And we we learn something fascinating, where if you in the first letters of your name have the letters that go with dark side, you yourself have a greater chance of going to the dark side. Did you know that, Gabe? I know it now. (laughs) I learned it from this VHS tape. Hmm. I feel there are those among you who have already taken the first step towards the dark side of the force. Yes, it is indicated by the first letter of your first names. Those of you whose first names begin with one of the letters of Dark Side, increase your Dark Side power by one. Yeah, luckily neither of us have any letters from Dark Side in our first name, so. No, so we're we're safe. But yeah, I think you forgot. There's there's a part before that where we first meet the admiral who has who is perfectly cast as an imperial admiral and who says, "Of course, Lord Vetter, keeping the Star Wars going by completely mispronouncing Darth Vader's name." Or he was just really into Pearl Jam because this was like the mid '90s, right? So he wanted to give a shout out to his favorite band, Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, Lord Vetter. <laughs> Anakin spoke in class today. In the temple today. <laughs> he sang in uh, Jedi Temple of the Dog. <laughs> Teamed up with Soundgarden. I'm going hungry. <laughs> the next time we see Vader, he starts out great. You. The rebel using the force. Stand up. Look at me. Address me as Lord Vader and tell me your name. 
good. Is that the part where he starts talking about the key cards, the key code cards? <laughs> he talking about the key code cards. He's like, take a key, take one card until you have a key code card. And then he just stands there and waits. Yeah. And the the part about that that was killing me is you can tell I think David Prowse was still talking because his hands keep moving, <laughs> which is a good <laughs> sign that David Prowse is talking. But they just turn off. They're not using his voice, so they're just letting him talk all that time that he's supposed to be quiet. Take the data cards one by one until you have a key code card. have one. Ah, yes, I sense it. I say, you the rebel with the key code card. Take a card for the player on your left. They're like, don't worry, we'll just edit out everything Prowse says. Well, I just, all I can think about is, yeah, somewhere there's a version of this with the David Prowse dialogue that has got to be amazing. Because I'm sure he didn't really read the script, probably, so he's just making up stuff. They probably hadn't even written the script when they filmed it. Send, send a check for $20 to David Prowse, and I'll send you an autograph. Have you read my fitness novel? So a lot of these Vader interruptions start out with him addressing the players, and coming up, he starts out with... You. Yes, you, the rebel using the Force. Stop. Do not move. Stormtroopers... Move to that location and arrest the rebel. And as for your droid. And then there's a, like, don't they show clips of R2 and it's like, return that droid to the repair center. <laughs> and all like, it's a clip of R2-D2. So in between all the Vader footage, I think these are the parts where you're actually supposed to be playing the game. That's what I was thinking, because it's actually like you look at this and it's like, oh, my gosh, it's an hour long video. But really, it's like 40 minutes of these in-between sections with just music playing. And there's just a little bit of Vader kind of sprinkled in these in-between sections. It's it's really kind of relaxing because it's just the Death Star 2 just slowly moving across the screen. I felt like I was on hold if I called 1-800-TRUE-FAN. <laughs> They put you on hold. This is what it would sound like. I know. I, I enjoyed it because I was just like I. I just enjoy looking at the Death Star too. And every once in a while, there's like a random beeping because it's Star Wars. It was really relaxing. Well, and it kind of goes in with the fact that this is Vader, and he's yelling at you, and it's James Earl Jones. But it's really relaxed, kind of mellow, chill James Earl Jones Vader. So it is like. It's like after after hours Vader where he's a little tired. He comes up in a little bit with a really good one where he does similar to the last one. You, the rebel using the force. Yes, you. Where I imagine someone playing the game. Me? Yeah. How does he know? How did he know I was using the force? Well, is that the, that's not the part where he turns into like Last Jedi Luke and he's like, raise your right hand. Reach forward. Now lower your hand and take a force card. Raise your right hand. Reach forward. Now lower your hand and take a force card. Yes, Rebel, you are truly feeble. My control over you shall soon be complete. Raise your hands. Cross them against your chest. Then the Macarena starts playing. Raise your right hand. Reach forward. Now lower your hand. 
Yeah, this is basically uh, Rogue One Vader working on his stand-up routine. There's a, there's one part coming up where he demands the players to close their eyes and feel the Force. And after that, again, he's just standing there. Rebels, the Force grows in you. If you are in a corridor, close your eyes and feel the Force. You respond well to the dark side. Gain two dark side points. Just watching you feel the force. I really wish there was a scene with Snoke using this in uh, Last Jedi where he's basically saying, uh, do you not realize that I'm controlling you? Increase your dark side by two. <laughs> I, wish, I wish the movies had more Sith talking about how their stats were going up. Well, I just kept thinking, why can't we have an assault on Snoke Star Destroyer VCR board game of just CGI Snoke walking up and down a hall. It could be three hours long. That would make everybody happy, right? Everybody who wants more. I want more. I want to know more about Snoke. Well, you got to buy the VHS game. It's all in there. I'm going to tell you my backstory. But for but first, you have to roll a two, a four, and a six on a die. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it didn't happen? Guess you'll never know. <laughs> Draw a backstory card. <laughs> it's blank. Oh. But it is, I don't know. There's just something about Darth Vader talking about rolls and die and grabbing cards that I can't get enough of. So eventually, just com- controlling these Force-sensitive rebels isn't good enough for Vader. And he decides he needs a pupil. And I was very happy to hear the word pupil coming back because people don't use people enough anymore it gets really creepy i say i'm glad you said that because my notes here are creepy vader for that part so we're on the same page here i wrote down creepy vader also (laughs) his requirement for a pupil is he wants the youngest person rebels the time has come for me to select a pupil. Which one of you is strongest in the power of the dark side? If there is more than one of you, I want the youngest. It's uncomfortable. I kind of feel like David Prowse wrote this part. <laughs> Good. I shall make you my pupil. You shall forget all you have known and loved. There shall be nothing to you. You shall be mine. Whenever I call you, you shall reply, yes, my master. You shall obey me completely. It's a board game. It's 1996. Nobody cares. It's not like we're ever going to be owned by Disney or anything. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, yeah, that's fine. We'll put it in. And he talks a lot about the pupil rotating the inner level. It's like, I I can't see your pupils. You got a helmet on, Vader. I was confused. But that is the thing. I guess it's kind of cool if if you actually had the board game is the board game part does have this big plastic inner ring thing that spins. So you get, you know, there's something to spin while you're on hold in between Vader sections. He just keeps spinning the middle thing. Maybe people would spin it and think they could fast forward or rewind the video and they would take it back. So eventually the the story kind of like keeps going where he kills the admiral guy, right? And it it's kind of awesome when he kills this admiral guy. What happens cuz I remember seeing him it looked like he doesn't it cut to footage from the movie or what does he do? I missed that part. There's a great close up of just Vader's hand, but we don't actually see the admiral guy fall. 
because maybe they thought little, really little kids would be playing this. It'd be too terrifying. The 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 real art film thing about this as as it goes on, it starts out just kind of normal shots of him in the hallway, but then eventually it's like Vader in front of a window, and then the next one is like Vader, but they crop it so it just looks like he's standing in space. And then they start to do the like room shots, but the camera's like constantly zooming in at Vader while he's talking. Like they just keep trying to come up with ways to make Vader standing in a hallway talking even more exciting. So Vader eventually blows up the planet and he's still talking about the force, talking to himself. But there's a great part right at the end and he gets really self-reflective. Another victory for the dark side. I've dealt a blow to the rebels. But why am I uneasy? So long as the force flows in rebel hearts, the powers of darkness cannot prevail, and I shall once again be challenged. I really enjoyed, too, that they make a point of saying uh, super laser a lot. The power of the super laser. Yeah, fire the super laser, power the super laser, protect the super laser, charge the super laser. Um, and do you remember too? I think was it in the middle where there's one part where all of a sudden there's just a timer that grows on screen, like a circle that goes on for like 20 minutes. What's yeah? What was the deal with that? That was like the bathroom break, maybe. Like you had to go to the bathroom and get back before the circle finished. But we do highly recommend watching this as the ultimate Star Wars art film. Yeah, and it is kind of like everybody wanted a Darth Vader standalone, and we kind of already have one. It's just a little more of a drama than people would have expected. Maybe someone can do an edit of this and then can cut out all the uh, intermission parts and then just throw the lightsaber fight from Vader from the end of Rogue One at the end. And you kind of would have like the ultimate Darth Vader standalone film. There you go. That's all you need. A little bit of drama, a little That's bit of action. That's what it is. All done. <laughs> a little bit of comedy. A whole lot of creepy. Which is kind of Vader, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's the Darth Vader story. Right mix of comedy and creepy. And you can see where Kylo Ren gets his really high pants from, because I think when Darth Vader like keeps putting his hand in his belt, his belt is like in his armpits. It's all connected. It's a ring theory. Just like, like grandpa, like grandson. From Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection, new hot ice planet adventure game. When your Millennium Falcon lands on an Imperial villain's battle square, you bet your force cards. Lost it. But if you win ten cards, you're ready for the final battle. Look out, Darth. The force again. Off ice planet adventure game comes with everything you see here. From Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection, new from Kenner. So we have a listener email that I am excited to read. This is from Kit Curtis. And Kit writes, I love your podcast, and I am so excited to have in-depth Star Wars discussions. And then Kit's talking next here about last week's episode where we were getting heavy with uh, the Legacy of the Force stuff. And Kit writes, I do disagree about Luke failing in Empire. Luke goes to Cloud City to save his friends, which is exactly what he does. He does this by not defeating Darth Vader, but by going. 
If Luke listens to Ben and Yoda and stays in Dagobah, I firmly believe Lando would still carry out his attempt to save Leia and Chewie. Without Luke on Bespin, they may or may not escape the city, but they certainly don't get away. R2-D2 finds out the hyperdrive is disabled, and when he speaks to the city computer, R2-D2 fixes it. If R2 is still on Dagobah with Luke, they don't get away. So whether his plan was a good plan or a bad plan with bad odds, it does still succeed in doing what he wanted, which was to save his friends. I know Han is still with Boba Fett or Jabba until the beginning of Return of the Jedi, but they eventually get him back, and I don't think Luke would have been able to rescue Leia and Chewie and 3PO from wherever Vader would have taken them if they hadn't gotten away. No, no, Gabe, what do you think of that? No, that's great. I, I hadn't thought about that. I think the R2 is a good point of just how if you need to get things done, you just got to bring R2 along. Yeah, no, that's great. It makes a lot of sense. You could even apply that same thinking to a lot of the, the failures or what on one level would look at failures of the Jedi or in Star Wars movies and... Everything always kind of works out for the heroes in the end anyways, even after their failures. Yeah. Well, it's like they don't let the failure stop them. And if you keep going, eventually you can make it right. Persistence, perseverance will succeed over failure in the long run. And then also Kit writes, unrelated, if you could have a working name code of each of the eight saga movies be a Kiss album name, I know Black Diamond is a song, not an album, which albums would be for which movies? Mine are as follows. Episode 1, Dress to Kill. Episode 2, Just Kiss. Episode 3, Hotter Than Hell. Episode 4, Destroyer. Episode 5, Rock and Roll Over. Episode 6, Love Gun. Episode seven, he wrote Legacy, but we, we were saying maybe he, maybe Dynasty was what he was thinking. Because uh, you, you tricked us, Kit, because for a second we believed there was a Kiss album called Legacy. We, it just sounds right, you know? Well, and if there is one, let, let us know where it is because we can't find it. <laughs> and then uh, episode eight, Unmasked. I think that's a great list. The only thing I wonder is for episode three, instead of Hotter Than Hell, why not Revenge, you know? Well, and then for episode one and two, they could you could just use the movie The Attack of the Phantom. <laughs> Which is a great movie. Yeah. And it fits with one and two. So Yeah. What what would I wonder what uh the the Kiss album title for Rogue One and the solo movies would be. Would would solo have to be one of the solo albums? Just the Ace Freely solo album? <laughs> I you know, and I I think Rogue One is hot in the shade. I think that's a no brainer, right? A little bit of Scarif, a lot of bit of Kiss. I'm sure that's more off's favorite Kiss album. <laughs> he's got the he's got the whole 12 inch LP in his chest plate. <laughs> you press the buttons on Morris Moroff's chest, and just plays hot tracks from Hot in the Shade. That's all it does. You're speaking our language there, Kit. Yeah, thanks for writing in. It's only the death breath of the Dark Lord. Don't be scared. It's only an Imperial cruiser making the jump to light speed. Relax. It's only a movie, and it's all for fun. Director George Lucas and 20th Century Fox present... Star Wars. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested.
And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. So if you want to send us an email, send it along to contact at blastpointspodcast.com. You can find a link right on the website. Yep. And the website is blastpointspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and in the force. If you have a rock in your backyard where you can sit on it and then levitate and uh, communicate through the force, you can get a hold of us that way, too. And you, you, your hair and beard might look better. Even if you don't have a beard. Yeah, just sit on the rock and say, Leia. <laughs> and we'll wake up and say, Luke. And you can leave us a review on iTunes. We always we always like that. We don't have any new ones. But if you do and you write something awesome, we'll read it in an upcoming show, as usual. And we'll be back next week for another all-new episode. With some new stuff. We'll probably still be wondering where the solo trailer is. <laughs> I hope. if It'd be great if the, if the solo trailer does come out next week. And we just did an episode. Where's the solo trailer? This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> When's that thing come? Is it over there? Is it under here? <laughs> Have you seen the solo trailer? <laughs> On that note... Thanks for listening to episode 107, folks. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Less than eight minutes, Drinda 4 shall cease to exist. But we still have the rebels aboard. Pupil, rotate the inner level. You, the one using the force, you have been located. Pupil, move to that rebel and arrest them. Lord Vader, we are within super laser range. Order the super laser crew to start the five minute countdown. May the force be with.